This is the Swampscott Library's Librarians by the Sea podcast, where we share our love of a good book with you. I'm your host, Caroline Margolis. everybody and welcome back to the librarians by the sea podcast this is a very spooky edition uh i have janina here and she and i are gonna tell some ghost stories hello hello so this is a little bit of our different format we're not talking about any books we've read or talking to any authors we're just kicking it old school and just doing spoken word around the fireplace after a long day of hunting and foraging (laughs) (laughs) it's rainy it's dreary it's dark it's a good time for a ghost story indeed let us begin do you want to go first sure Alrighty. okay so i swear that this happened even though my parents say that i was just imagining it but there was one night when i was living in south hadley in my childhood home in my childhood bedroom that I rolled over in the middle of the night and there was a woman standing there and she had on black pants and a gold glitter sequin top and she was holding a vacuum cleaner. Was this me? (laughs) (laughs) And she had a dog with her and the dog barked. She lifted the vacuum cleaner and then she disappeared. (laughs) And I swear that that happened because I can still see her in my head to this day. Oh. Was she, was this like in like your childhood bedroom? Yeah. Oh. Did you ever see her again? No, never did. Okay. It's me. I'm a time traveler. (laughs) Me with my dog. Getting ready for company for a holiday party (laughs) is what it sounds like. In your gold sequin top? I guess. I have yet to own it. Maybe sometime in the future. (laughs) What about you? What ghost story do you have? All right. So I had a reasonably haunted childhood. Oh. So my mom uh, bought a house in 2000. And the house had been built maybe about 60 years prior. And it was like on old farmland. And when we first move in, um, my mom says that, One morning she was getting up. She's a nurse, so she gets up at, like, four in the morning to go to work. And in the kitchen is this older woman in, like, her 1940s-ish, like, little dress and, like, a little apron. And she's just, like, bopping around the kitchen, just doing her thing. And then my mom, like, blinks and she's gone. And my mom was like, oh, you know, I... You know, I just woke up. Maybe I'm just seeing things, like, whatever. And then one night, you know, my mom's really upset. And she's, like, lying in bed and she's crying. And she feels someone, like, pat her head and go, there, there. And then she, like, shoots up and is like, what on earth just happened? Oh, my God. That's creepy. And then um, I start to see this woman. Because I... 
was not a good sleeper as a kid. It took me a long time to be able to sleep. Um, so I would get up in the middle of the night and like refill my water or something. And sometimes I would see her like sitting at like our kitchen table, like almost like she was like doing like the crossword or like something or like reading the newspaper. And I'd be like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then one night I got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and I feel like this person like come up to me and go, what are you doing out of bed? And I could hear her. And I was like. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna go to bed, and I wasn't scared. I was just shocked. It was like I was just scolded. Can I'm I have like, a glass of milk, please. <laughs> I'm like 12 years old. I'm like, I can be up. <laughs> Thanks, ghost mom. Seriously. Um, and um, oh, geez, what else happened? Oh, oh. So, so there were like occurrences like this, like I've been, I've been upset at night and I felt my head padded going there, there. My mom, I mean, we've seen her like bopping around. She's just, we think that she's like the original owner of the house. Okay. And that she, it's just a really nice house that she really loves. And, um, my mom bought this house after her divorce. And so this was like her sanctuary house. So my mom feels really in tune to this woman uh, up until uh, maybe about five years ago when my mom did um, something she always wanted to do. And that was um, redo the kitchen. Uh-oh. So she added, so our kitchen was like in a weird sort of L shape. And so my mom just like extended the house so that it was a full square, took a little bit of space from the, uh, the uh, dining room and just made a gigantic kitchen. Cause my mom is one of those people who was such a good cook. She could make a full meal on a hot plate or a big old gas stove. Nice. And she she is done with like her little tiny stove. She's got her big um big gas stove. And one time it was the first time I came home after it was done and I come downstairs real early in the morning to make coffee. And I see the old woman sitting at the dining room table with her arms crossed and, like, she looks so irritated. She was not happy after we renoed the kitchen. And we have not seen – I was the last time I saw her. My mom told me she has not seen her since she renoed the kitchen. Wow. Very displeased. <laughs> so, like, when you would see her, did you see right through her? Was she solid looking? Yeah, I mean – I wouldn't call her, like, solid, but I would definitely call her, like, dense. Okay. Like, some really dense fog that, I mean, I could see. It's hard to describe because, like, it's not like I could get a really good look at her. It was she would be there for, like, a second and then she'd be gone. But, like, it would be just enough to, like, catch her, like, doing something and, yeah. Wow. So she was not wearing a sequin top. She just looked like a kindly older woman who loved her house and did not like <laughs> And I mean, it's nice. It's very tastefully done. <laughs> she wasn't ready for that modern, modern kitchen, no, I guess. she was not. She did not like the white countertops. And it had, like, that kitchen, like, well, actually, so when we finally redid the kitchen... There was, like, legit six different laminate tiles just stacked on top of each other. And I cannot tell you the how ugly 
that final tile was. It was like this red and black grout that just always looked dirty. Uh, like, so whoever did it last, like, she's going to be mad at my mom because my mom put down new wood floors and she had to, <laughs> there was the p- couple before us who had, like, the gross floors. Like, uh, come on, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> anyway, that's one of, I have many stories, but I think I will, I'll tell one more story after you go next, and then I'll okay. save the rest for next Halloween. Okay. Um, well, my next story, so I never met my maternal grandfather, and um, we, when I was growing up in South Hadley, I lived in the house that he and my grandmother built. So that's where I grew up until I was about 14. And um, I had been asking a lot of questions about him because my mom talked about him all the time. My brother and sister knew him and missed him. My grandmother was never quite the same after he passed away from lung cancer. So I had just been asking a lot of questions about him. And one night I woke up and I like sat up in bed and... (laughs) This is going to sound weird, but there was like an all white shimmering white figure in the, and it looked like a clown. Oh. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. This was pre it. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I didn't know enough to be like, ew clown. But so he like was standing at the foot of my bed and he looked at me and then he muttered something and then knelt down now i had like really weird windows in my bedroom because the the ceiling was slanted so it was almost like i had a window on the floor Mm -hmm. so i he knelt down pulled the curtain back looked out and then disappeared Mm -mm. i know this is an audio format but i need you all to know that i was just shaking my head that entire time (laughs) nope of all the things to come back (laughs) as it's a clown okay was there any context to that? No, well, I asked my mom about it, and she was like, well, I mean, he was a jokester. He liked to, to tease the kids. Maybe maybe that was, you know, how he chose to come back to you so he wouldn't scare you. Like I said, pre-it days. <laughs> so, <laughs> and pre-knowing about what's that, what's that serial killer, Ed Gain? Ed Gaines? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he used to dress up as a clown. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, there are stories that my grandmother would tell me about him. Oh. Yeah. She told me that once, um, she came in the house and she could smell his cigarette smoke. That's when she knew he was visiting. And another time she was late for work. She hadn't, the alarm hadn't gone off yet to wake her up. And she said she felt someone shaking her and saying, Juanita, Juanita, wake up, wake up. And it was his voice, and that's what ultimately woke her up to to get ready for work so she wouldn't be late. Wow, that was really nice of him. My alive husband doesn't do that. (laughs) It was very nice of him. It was nice. (laughs) So tell me more about your ghost stories. All right, so... uh, uh, So the ghost at my mom's house was a very nice, sweet woman. The ghost at my dad's house was not. Oh. Uh, So I've never been touched. I've never been harmed. Um, But so my dad and my stepmom, they were 
buying a house that was being built on like old farmland. And um, I remember going to the house while it was built and like there was like these big piles of dirt because they had like dug up a bunch. I remember going down and like looking through the dirt and seeing these like bits of pottery and stuff. Stuff that like looked sketch. (laughs) Okay. And I was like, hmm, looks like uh, maybe some people had been here before. Like, back in the day. This sounds like the setting to a horror film. It kind you know, I wouldn't disagree with you. <laughs> um, and this is, flash forward to the first night that I am staying there. They had been in there for a couple days, and my dad got my room set up, and um, <laughs> my dad and I, we were sitting there, we got the TV hooked up. I felt so cool, because, like, I got my own room there, and, like, I was... My dad put a TV in there, and we were setting it up, and we were watching a movie, and I had put my clothes away in the closet, and the closet door was open. (laughs) Oh. Did you ever read The Boogeyman by Stephen King? I have not. Okay. You should read that. Okay. Okay. I don't need to, because I feel like I've lived it. Okay. (laughs) Um, So my closet door was open, and it was dark out, and there was a light on in my room, so you could see the reflection of the closet. It was like... My room was kind of like in an L shape, so I couldn't see the closet sitting in my bed, but I could see it in the reflection of the window. Okay. Um, and my dad and I are both sitting there, and we're looking at it, and like we're looking at the TV, which is across the room, and I look over, and there is a man no. in the closet, and he's wearing like a hat, like an, like the only way I could describe it is like, Almost kind of like an Indiana Jonesy kind of hat, but like rounder. And he's just standing there and he looks really dirty. And like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, my brain, I knew about matrixing where you like can see, start to see like shapes and faces and stuff that aren't there just because that's the way your brain works. I'm like, my brain is matrixing. I don't see it. And this guy was solid. And I'm like, Yikes. there's no way, like, we would have seen him come in through the door, like. Right. My, I'm just, my brain's playing tricks on me, and I look over at my dad, my dad is also looking at, like, the reflection. I was like, Dad, do you see that? He's like, yeah, that's, like, really weird. And we're, like, trying to decide if it's, like, because it's, like, a reflection in a window, so we're, like. It's gotta be, this has to be a disfiguration. Like, there's no way this person could just stand here and us not know that this person is here. Right. And so, like, I, like, jump up and I get really brave and I go over to my closet and nobody's there. And I'm just thinking that maybe it's, like, the way the clothes are. It makes it look like in the, so I just quickly mess up all my clothes. (laughs) I just, like, move them all aside. And then I go back and it's not there. That was very brave. I would not do that. I could either keep looking at either this is like a solid ghost person standing in my closet and I could just let them come out and murder, <laughs> which was my thought, or I could go and mess up the clothes and have them not be there. <laughs> that was like my thinking at the time. And a bunch of stuff happened. Like one time, so my bedroom was on the second floor and my door shot like face out into like a hallway and the hallway was just like open on either side from like the foyer to like the like the kitchen area Mm -hmm. so it was just like an open hallway there was not a lot of room between like where my door ended and like the um 
the ba- the balcony to look over into the kitchen. And sometimes I would be sitting in my bed and I would just see like solid figures walk past my door. Nope. <laughs> nope. A lot of stuff happened in that house. They do not live there anymore, although they will never tell you it was because of that. <laughs> that, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yikes. Mm-hmm. So I had a creepy experience. I didn't see anything, but I went with my friend Mark to um, his brother and sister, his brother's house that he shared with his wife and his child. And um, he had to feed the cats because they were away. So I went over there with Mark to f- to feed the cats. And I walked in and instantly I was like, oh, hell no, I don't like this house. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I just, I'm just going to use the ladies. So I went down to the bathroom and I felt like I was in a murder house. Like that's how creepy, it was just like instantly creepy. I did not want to be left alone. So I went in search of Mark and I just felt constantly like somebody was watching me. And when we finally left, I was like, that is a creepy murder house. Okay. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I didn't want to tell you, but (laughs) I know that's great. (laughs) Thanks, Mark. He's like, but there have been some um, sightings and like people who sleep in the spare bedroom have felt somebody sit down next to them on the bed. Mm -mm. And he's like, I wanted to see if you would feel anything. And I was like, yeah, I did. And I didn't like it. Like, I never wanted to go back there again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Rude. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to tell you, but. (laughs) I just wanted to see if you would be creeped out without your permission. (laughs) Thanks. Oh, I'm all creeped out now. There's like a big, for those, just to set the scene of where we are, we are in the Baldwin room. And there's like one of our extra TVs in there. And it's a big reflective surface right now. And I keep looking at it just to see if anyone's behind me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I've got one more bonus story. Okay. All right. This is not my story. So this is somebody, somebody else's story. And it's so good that I love to tell it. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, myself, my husband, and my friend, two of my friends, we were down for my 25th birthday in New Orleans. And we had gone on this ghost tour, which was a lot of fun. And we ended at this one bar that was supposed to be very haunted. So we go into this bar, and we sit down, and we wind up making friends with these two Canadian guys. And they get talking to my husband Brian about hockey which is a sport my husband does not watch but if someone wants to talk to him about sports he is like all in on it so after them talking about sports for 20 minutes I try and pivot this conversation to something that I can tolerate more (laughs) and so I was like do you guys hear this bar was haunted and so we started to show up different haunting stories and so this guy was telling us the story of his father so uh this guy's dad uh (laughs) His family bought a house and they were, his parents decided they were going to retire from their normal jobs and they were going to start a B&B. And the kids were really so- excited. There was like four kids and they were going to get their own rooms at this place and they were really jazzed about it. It was like like in a woodsy area in Canada. and um, Perfect setting. <laughs> perfect setting. And so his dad run- is the first one to run into this building and because he wants to pick out his bedroom first and he goes in and there's a big staircase that goes to the top of the stairs and at the top of the stairs is a guy standing there <sighs> and there's not supposed to be anyone in this house right now and so he runs out tells his dad and is like hey dad like there's there's a guy inside and 
dad's like, okay, wait here. I'm going to go look. And he goes and looks through the whole house. There's nobody there. And he's like, you're just seeing things. You know, it's kind of a creepy setting. We understand. And over the next couple of months, he will go into the kitchen and he'll be there or he'll be wandering around the house and he'll see him. But then it'll disappear on him. He'll go, and at this point, his family is starting to get really concerned that he's, like, seeing this person. And they go and they look, and there's nobody around. And he's like, maybe it's like, his siblings are trying to tell him it's a ghost. Like, it's not real. Like, it can't hurt you. And they're starting to get really creeped out. And they're also starting to think that maybe it might be him, and he might need help. Oh, jeez. And so it's getting to that point. And at some point, he and his siblings are playing hide-and-seek, and they realize that there's a big laundry chute that goes all through the house. And so they're exploring this laundry chute, and they drop oh, no. down into a room. No. And they realize this guy has been squatting in this back room. What? And they're finding Tupperware. They're finding old Halloween candy. And it starts to make sense that, like, little things have started to go missing in the house. Oh, my God. And they and luckily, this guy is not there when they get in there. But they call the police. And I don't know if they ever found the guy or not, but... Oh, my God. Yeah. So this was not a ghost story. It's worse. (laughs) It's a real person. Wow. Yeah. That reminds me of um, a murder story of (laughs) Danny LaPlante in Townsend, Massachusetts. He was living in this family's walls. Like, he found a crawl space. And the, the one of the sisters had rejected him. Like romantically, so he decided he was going to get his revenge by climbing into their crawl space and like leaving things for them or writing notes on the on mm-hmm. the mirrors, and he did that for months. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was super creepy. And I'm guessing he murdered them. Um, actually, no, he ended up murdering um a family, um unrelated unrelated oh. family. Yeah, um, a mom and her children. Rude. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It was kind of terrible, and he was on the run for a couple of days. Mm. This happened before I got to Townsend, so. Mm-hmm. But you can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so this is going to be a short episode. We just wanted to wish everybody a happy and spooky Halloween. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.